0: We have reached that part of the calendar when they're like, we'll be real people playing real football. Well, not real football, but they're going to be using a football, and there will be people you never heard of on the field playing the game. The Saints host the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend on Sunday at noon in the Caesar Superdome. We'll preview that. But what I really want to talk about is something that's been pissing me off for two weeks. Will somebody, please tell me what the hell's going on? With some of these injuries, probably not, but we're going to ask Zach Ewing and we're going to ask him next on Datitude. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high powered, in the know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of danitude. And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Where are you at, New Orleans? I know where you are. You're in air conditioned somewhere, or in a vat of cold water. Is there any cold water left in the city? Jesus. H. Christ, it's hot. I am Jim Derry, and I am a sports betting writer for the Times Weekend and the Advocate at bet.nola.com. And this is Datitude, episode number 160 for a Friday, August the 11th, 2023. Where is Roosevelt E. Roosevelt when you need him? Remember him? Good morning, Vietnam. It was hot, damn hot. That was his weather report. That's the only weather report we really need right now. They're loving it too, man. Oh, triple digits. They're like going crazy. These these meteorologists, usually nobody gives a rat's ass in the summer because it's the same damn forecast over and over again. Uh, high 93, low 78. See you tomorrow. Not not the last I mean this has been the weirdest summer maybe I can ever remember. By the way, we will be talking about the Saints and whenever I get off my soapbox or table or whatever the hell I'm talking from. But I'm not ready yet. Give me a minute. I need to talk. I you know, they the meteorologists love this crap. Don't don't look, they can complain and like pretend oh all they want, they love it. They know people are watching. People that don't normally watch the weather, they're watching them. They got their little graphics with the with the nice red and pink all over the map. Triple digits. We've never seen anything like this before. I want to know how many times I've heard a weather person say, we've never seen anything like this before. Well, some of you are saying, well, you know, they're right, Terry. No, they're not. You, look, I'm not going to get into this. I'm going to have people all over like telling me how much they hate me if I start getting into this. It's hot. I hate it. Okay? I hate summer more than just about anyone, any native New Orleanian. I hate summer more than you. Yes. I've hated it since I was a kid. I don't like sand. I don't like the beach. I only go there because my family like thinks it's the greatest thing ever. I don't even love swimming all that much. I mean, sure, I go in the pool. My my pool right now is like 95 degrees. But there have been summers like this before. We've got facts. We can show you the number. Whatever. Okay? Summer of 1980, you want to go back and look it up? I think it was hotter than this. The fact that I remember a summer from 43 years ago tells you how hot it was in the summer of 1980. I think it was the summer of 2011. Brutal. Okay, brutal. Brutal. But they tell you about all these, they're about to break a record. I saw something on, on the news this morning. I'm not going to mention the station of the person because it doesn't really matter. But the record high for, I think, Sunday is 99 degrees, which it's supposedly almost sure to be broken. And it was set back in 1951. If it is... Always getting hotter. This is what I want to know. If it's always getting hotter, and you can show me any data you want, but if it's always getting hotter, then how come it's taken since 1951 to break this record? That's what I want to know. I mean, you look at records like, that, that's going to break a record set back in 1927. Well, it was damn hot in 1927, wasn't it? Well, it must have been hot in 1951, too. Anyway, summer is summer. I hate... Summer in New Orleans. This is most certainly an unusually hot summer. There's no, even for us, by our standards, it's unusually hot. But don't give me this. We've never seen anything like that before. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Just like when it's like super, you've never seen any. Yes, we have. It snowed here before. It's gotten super cold there before. It happens. Never seen a hurricane like that. Yes, we have. Okay. So just stop saying all that. Anyway, moving on away from the weather. That was my Nash Roberts uh, moment. I got it out of the way early. You knew it was coming. Maybe we'll even wrap up the show. Just a little spoiler alert. We're going to give you a little taste of, of that. Uh, there are some other It has been the strangest. I mean, this this whole summer, not just because of the heat, has been super strange for me. Um. You know, I went into it, you know, one of my daughters, uh, her birthday was yesterday, little Ella Derry, not little anymore, she's 12 years old. She couldn't go to day camp this year because uh, she passed the threshold for the day camp that she went to. You, once you hit 12, you can't go. If you're going to be 12 by, I don't know, the first day of school, whatever it is. Well, her, her birthday just happens, so happens to be the first day of school. What, I don't know what the exact cutoff was. So I thought that we were going to kill one another over the sub but it actually was kind of a cool bonding experience. Um it was fun. I enjoyed it. And my youngest daughter was able to go to daycare so that probably helped a little bit. But um uh, it's so many things like we've had like major appliances or major things in the house break. The latest one was uh 2 days ago. We had the air conditioner uh Got home, had to leave the house for an hour and a half, two hours or whatever. Well, i come home. And it's like 78, 79 in the house. I'm like, okay, well, Daisy just can't keep up or whatever. Then I look and about, I don't know, 20 minutes later, it's 80. Then 25 minutes after that, it's 81. I'm like, uh-oh. That, you know, that happens about once every other year. And you just pray to God that it's nothing major. Because we've had we've had some expenses this summer. We didn't maybe Karma gods like looked down and said, you're not going on vacation this year. We almost always go somewhere. I talked about the beach. I don't like the beach really at all. But I enjoy, I love my family. I enjoy the time we spend together. So that part of the beach I do like because we're together and spending time together. But I I just don't like the beach. Well, we didn't go this year. We just, it didn't come together. It it didn't work out. We didn't plan anything. Um, And now I know why. Because this was the summer where everything was going to break at the same time. Well, this week it was the air conditioner. And, you know, for about three hours, we have the greatest AC guy. Um, he came out within two hours. He was here. But for the time, for about an hour before I actually texted him, till the time he arrived, so a period of about three hours, I was one ner- nervous mofo. I- I'm like... Dude, where am I going to find? I'm not like Zach Ewing, who's coming on the show in a little bit uh, to talk about the Saints, the new Saints editor for the Advocate and the Times-Picayune. I'm not like Zach Ewing. I didn't win a hundred grand last year. He had to get a new air conditioner, and it just ha- it happened after he won the hundred K, so he could afford an AC. If we needed to buy a new AC, I don't know what the hell we would have done. We're well, going to go and live in my son's house, I guess, because we couldn't afford it. The- Thank God it was just a fuse which still cost $150 to get fixed, but, man. But it's it's just been one of those summers where it's one thing after the next, after the next, after the next. And that's why, to me, you know, I joke about preseason, but I'm excited about preseason not because they're actually playing football, because I think preseason is worthless, and all you do is you pray someone doesn't get hurt. Actually, in this case, you know, we'll be watching certain positions and maybe – Certain potential backups or whatever. We're going to get into that in the show portion of this with Zach in a little bit. But I'm excited because I know that we're about to move on to a different segment of the year. I just don't like June. I don't like July. And even though my birthday is in August, I don't like August. <sighs> Not just because of the heat. I just It's like the same thing every day. Over and over again. Groundhog Day. In August, I know ground, they say groundhog days in February, it's really in August, you like to live the same day over and over and over again, I keep saying the same things over and over again, so you know what, we're going to get to Zach, we have a nice conversation here, um, you know, there were some things that have bugged me with the same, th- yeah, I am super negative today, and I really think it is the heat, so I know I'm like all over the place already this morning, I, you know, you're probably like, what is his problem? Take a pill, but I don't know. That's where I am today. I, I want to know. So there's some things about the Saints that I want to know. Um, we've heard about some of these injuries. Now, Demario Davis. This morning, as a matter of fact, as uh, I was about to come on the air, uh, there was an injury to Landon Young, offensive lineman, backup offensive lineman, who was going to probably play a key role as a backup. Backup tackle injured at the end of a practice in the Superdome. Dennis Allen thinks it's an MCL sprain. Well, that that's not good. Um, all kinds of. Jalen Smith is here. That's a good thing. They need linebacker. So the Saints apparently waived receiver Kiki Q uh, T. Saints are deep at wide receiver. That's no surprise that Kiki Q T didn't make the team. Um, Saints had their first fight of camp. McCoy, Penning, and Shepard. Oh, that's, that's great. Let's get some offensive linemen fighting and get hurt. That's exactly what we need. So, anyway, it leads to my point of, you know, one thing that pisses me off for the last couple of weeks, and I've been talking about it, is I want to know how hurt Andres Pete is. I mean, it's not, a, it's not an absurd question to ask. We keep getting, no one asked this question, and I want to know why no one asked the question. Zach Ewing says someone's going to ask. He texted me right before we are in the air. He said, and they meaning, I guess, either our media guys or someone in the Saints media asked about the guys who are out. And Dennis Allen said, quote, not anyone I'm overly concerned about, which says absolutely nothing. What is the deal with this team? And they just don't want to tell you anything. They really don't. They they don't tell you anything. And it's a big deal because the Saints, look. I love the signing of Kareem Hunt. I love the signing of Jalen Smith. I think it's a wonderful, I think both of those are wonderful additions, both needed. But you can't tell me that this team doesn't need something more than an offensive lineman right now. And I get into it with Zach, and I think the way that I put it was they are a one major offensive line injury away from a catastrophe. That's where this team is right now. Because if they lose one more starting offensive lineman, they're in deep fecal matter up to their neck. What if Ryan Ramchick gets hurt? What's going to happen? There's going to be somebody you never heard of. The Saints already have, according to Pro Football Focus, a really bad offensive line. You know, and you don't want to believe it. You want to say, okay... No, they're going to be good this year. I mean, all I keep hearing from fans, and you know, my son's one of the leaders of the pack, what is wrong with you? How can you not think this team is not automatic division winner and potential Super Bowl champion? Because their offensive line is pretty close to in shambles. It's not there yet. They're not in shambles yet. But think about all this crap. with If Andrus Speed is – and I know I'm harping on Andrew Speed and Gary, he sucks. Why do you keep talking about Andrew Speed? He's terrible. Well, guess what? He first off, he's not terrible. When he actually plays, he's fine. He's not great. He's not. In the top. He's an average offence, left. He's an average guard. Okay. He's he's just average. He's not as terrible as everyone points him out to be. But the reason why everybody thinks he's terrible is he's always hurt. But the, here's my point about Anders Pete, and even if he's not going to start 50-whatever-million dollars they paid him, even if he's not going to start and he and James Hurst are co-starters, well, they're just saying that because he's hurt, first off. They're not going to pay this dude this kind of money and then start James Hurst in his spot. They're not doing that. So there's more behind the scenes is my whole point, but no one's asking them this. But okay, let's say James Hurst earned the spot. So now you got an unproven Trevor Penning at left tackle. You got James Hurst, who's your guy who can play any position, actually starting now at left guard. That takes him out of the equation of playing anywhere else if you need him to. Eric McCoy certainly had his time being banged up at center. You know, Ryan Ramchek was banged up last year, and he certainly started his decline. I'm just. This O-line is not in a good spot right now. Cesar Ruiz, right guard. I mean, Nick Saldaveri is his backup and drafted him in the, what, the fourth or fifth round or whatever the hell it was. They got guys I never heard of competing for the number two spots. And the number two spots on this O-line are absolutely going to get time, plenty of time, on the field. It's a problem. And no one wants to talk about, I, I have said this many, many times, the most important position on the field, other than quarterback, is the group of five guys along the offensive line. Because if you don't have good ones, you think about every Saints team that has ever been good. And I mean ever. There haven't been a ton of them, so it shouldn't take you long to think about them. But go back to the Jim Mora days. Think of the Jim Hazlitt days. Think of the Sean Payton days. Whatever you want. Every team, every Saints team that has made the playoffs, playoffs, see, you still can't do it, has had a good offensive line. And this team does not have a good offensive line. That's why I'm struggling. I am struggling. I, I want to pick this team to win the division. I want to pick this team to be over- the nine and a half wins. But I don't know if I can do it right now. I don't have to decide for a few weeks. But I don't know if I can do it right now. I really don't. If you don't have a good offensive line, you can be great at everything. I mean, you literally can be great at everything else. And I mean great at everything else. But if your offensive line sucks, you're screwed. You can can cover up a bad defensive backfield. You can cover up a mediocre running back core. You can cover up injuries at wide receiver because there are so many of them. You can even cover up to some extent mediocre quarterback play. You can't have a you can't have a crappy quarterback like the Saints haven't had a quarterback since Drew Brees left. Really, I mean Jameis Winston never really got a chance. That's a whole other story. I'm not getting into that. The Saints have had inconsistent play quarterback. But you can even cover that up. They went nine and eight two years ago. They proved that. But you cannot have a crappy offensive line. You have a crappy offensive line, you're screwed. And that's where I'm at right now. I don't know, man. I don't want to be Derry Downer, but I'm just telling you. just telling you where they are right now. Something's got to be fixed. They're spending this money on Kareem Hunt, Jalen Smith, Get your heads out of your asses and go find some offensive linemen that can really play football and stop telling me that no one is that hurt, it's no big deal. Somebody needs to ask some real questions. They're starting to piss me off. It's my own people, too. Anyway. All right, let's talk to Zach. We'll get back to this in in a minute and see how we finish the show. Maybe we'll be happier when we finish the show in 46 minutes. I don't know. Jim Derry along with Zach Ewing. The boys are back in town. It's like the old days. Again, Zach, and it really wasn't that long ago. No, it feels like it's longer uh, than it really has been. It does. It really does. It's been a long month or so. I I think part of it is because of the heat. I like to bitch about the heat. But, man, even for me, even for Louisianians who have lived through this every year, this is just insanely brutal. I can't imagine what it's like uh, out there at camp. I mean, I know a lot of it's inside, but, man, it is just brutal.
1: Well, it, it, I mean, I can't believe, like, I'm as thankful as anybody. You and I have these discussions all the time about, like, get get these kids in school. Get them away from me. Exactly. But, but it, it's kind of cruel sending a kid to school when it's this freaking hot outside. <laughs> well, you know, I never
0: understood why they – and hello, Jerry. We thank you for, for joining us. Jerry's always here with us. He's always here. We knew he was going to be here. Um, but I never understood why you would start school before Labor Day – well, really anywhere, but especially in an area where it's super hot like it is here. I mean, start school after Labor Day, end it in June. I don't understand why we started in August and try to cram it in and get it over with before Memorial Day. Is Memorial Day that important? Just take take Memorial Day off if you want, but start school after Labor Day.
1: I, I mean, I've I've thought about this a lot actually, uh, more than I probably should have, and. The weather is so much nicer at Memorial Day than it is in August anyway. There's no question. question. Maybe the idea is to let them out of school when the weather is nice. And so, hey, they're going to be in air conditioning anyway. It's 157 degrees outside, but we'll be inside, and they just won't have recess today. And, like, uh, they can deal with that for two weeks. I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's the answer. Well, to show
0: you how big a deal the weather is, we're, what, Two minutes into the show, and we're still talking about something that hasn't nothing to do with sports, at least kind of nothing to do with sports. We're actually going to get into a a portion of this in a little bit, talking about the Saints and their potential move uh, of camp next year. Uh, We're going to get into that just a little bit. But there are some things that I want to get into with Zach Ewing today, Um, and you see them. They're the same things that are on the screen. The starters tomorrow, uh, well, Sunday, excuse me, not tomorrow, two days from now, Sunday at noon. They're even playing Sunday at noon. It's going to be like a real Sunday. Chiefs, the defending world champion Kansas City Chiefs, are going to be in town. I'm sure they're enjoying the heat as well. And my question, and I don't want you to answer it now because it's coming up later, why isn't anyone asking about Andrew Speed? And that doesn't just include, I don't know, I want to know why no one. I mean, this this media that loves the Saints and we're all over the Saints last year with the overs, they think the Saints are out, it seems like they all see Think the Saints are going over this year? No one's asking the questions that some of us want to hear. Anyway, we're going to get to that in a little bit. I do want to talk about the game first. And you know, as Saints editor, and you've been through this for—I know you went on a mini vacation, so you're away for a little bit. But now that the team—they always—you hear it every year—they get to play against someone other than themselves. And this is about the time of year when you get sick of beating up against yourself. I mean, you've been banging up against guys wearing black and gold for. For two and, a, two and a half weeks now, it's time to go up against someone else. So I'm sure the players are excited about this. And frankly, the media as well.
1: It, yeah, it's, it's like the first milestone. I mean, these, the first two weeks of camp are such a grind. Um, and the players know it. The media knows it. The coaches know it. Um, you know, you just got to get up every morning and go back out. Usually it's hot. Um, and, and yeah, they, they do go indoors. But there's also an element of like, like Dennis Allen's an old Texas guy. Like he wants them to go out there and feel the heat and get tougher within limits, right? Like they have a cooling chamber and they, you know, they hydrate and all these, like, they're a lot smarter about it than the junction boys were. um, But there's still an element of like wanting to get out there and kind of get beat up a little bit. And so that's what the first two weeks of camp are. Um, And and now you kind of get that first milestone. Okay. It's the preseason. Now we know we've got three preseason games. Then, then it's the regular season time. Um, And in between all that, they get to take a trip. To California where it presumably will be cooler or at least less humid um, for some joint practices with the chargers next week and a game there. And then uh, you know, and then you come back and you're into that last final stretch and some more joint practices with the Houston Texans. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think you could just kind of feel it. I was out at practice on Wednesday um, and everybody, Colin Saunders, the new defensive tackle was the only one who said, I actually like the heat. You know, he was the only guy who, who who uh, coped to that and said it gets me in better shape and Crazy. You know, he, he said he has asthma and he, he breathes better when it's warm and so, um, you know. But for the most part, yeah, it's a grind and this is the first the first little glimpse of light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Yeah, well, there's a difference between heat and what we're what we have right now. There's two different things. Um, yeah, uh, so I mean, it, and and fans alone, I know fans get excited. I mean, you know, I used to, I guess. I used to kind of enjoy preseason. I don't anymore. I mean, it's to me, it's – you know, yesterday, Mark, you think about it, it's still one month away from the start of the regular season. It's hard to believe we've got to endure another month of this, but we do. And, I mean, that's kind of where we are right now, and you just hope nothing bad happens before that.
1: Yeah. I, I, like, look, I think the best thing for the Saints so far in this camp – With as you know, as well as some of their top guys have played. I mean, Chris Olave, Marshawn Lattimore have been unbelievable. Derek Carr has looked the part. Um, Alvin Kamara looks like he's got some of his burst back. I mean, you know, the guys who they're going to rely on look good. But the absolute best part of news uh, out of camp so far is that we're more than two weeks in and haven't had a major injury outside of Trey Turner. um, You know, who who was a depth piece maybe wasn't even going to make the team. I mean, those things are going to happen. Big deal. You're not going to bat 1,000 on those things. No, you're not. Um, you're not. And, and you're, not, you're probably not
0: going to bat 1,000 going the rest of the way. I mean, no. let's be honest. Let's, you know, that's, that's one bad thing about still a month to go. You're, you're not going to bat 1,000 going the rest of the way. I do want to ask you one question, though. Uncle Big Nick's with us. He wants to ask you a question. Uh, he said, mini vacay, didn't you go to 82 ballparks in two weeks? Well, that was the full vacay. Now, this was the mini vacay. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> and then I went to Omaha in between. I've had a, I've had a good summer. You've had you've had a really good song. I mean, really it hasn't stopped for you since
1: since you you vacay. how about 100k? I mean, you know. Uh yeah, the 100k that's down to like less than 10k. Two k <laughs> Bank account went back down into four figures again. I was like, "Oh, all right."
0: Yeah, I almost called you uh, earlier in the week. Our, our AC went out uh for for a day, and thank God it was just a fuse. But, Man, I, I was Sweating and not because of the heat for about three hours. And I, I was like, man, I could use that 100K
1: thing right now, about right yeah.
0: now. Yeah, Art I don't Egan. know.
1: I, and in this, it, yeah, in, this, in this environment, everybody's going to be trying to get new, new AC. So that just jacks the price. Yeah,
0: and I'm surprised. Man, shout out to my guy because he came right away. Uh, Art Egan, fans and perhaps coaches are tired of Pete. I'm assuming he means Pete Carmine. Oh, uh, maybe he means Andres Pete. He spelled it P-E-T-E. I'm not sure if he means Pete Carmichael or Andrus Pete. We're going to get to Anders Pete in just a little bit. Uh, he brought up Trey Turner and it talks about, I, I mean, it's not just Anders Pete, the whole offensive line. If there's one weak spot, if there's one thing that is keeping me from going gaga over these, I mean, gaga's a little strong, so I wouldn't go gaga. But if there's one thing that's keeping me saying, okay, I love, love, love the over nine or nine and a half, depending on where you get it, it's that O-line. It is keeping, it is really stopping me from just, yeah, okay, he says Andrew Speed. I, you, there are things to be worried about. and is, But this, to go through what this offense has done in the preseason, so far, from everything that I read from Luke and all of our people out there, they've looked great. The offense looks great. It looks like it's really coming together. We all talked about Derek Carr and how much of a difference he's going to make. Um, so let's talk about the good before we talk about the bad. I can't read enough about Chris Olave because it just seems like he's really taking that next step, Zach. Like he's going to become. The, no matter what Michael Thomas does, I think Chris Olave is the number one receiver
1: for this team. No, oh, I, I don't think there's any question about it. Um, you know, Michael Thomas, like, look, they just want to get him out there for 12 plus games and get something out of the guy. Yeah. Um, I, like, I, I think those are seriously the expectations. Not that, not that it's impossible or there's zero chance he 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 uh, becomes something close to what he was before. I mean, it's always possible, but but first you got to see him get out there for more than two games in a row uh, and go from there. But Olave, man, the, the one knock on this guy last year was contested catches, one-on-one situations, creating separation, you know, when he's closely guarded. He's doing that in camp. Um, now, I will say Lattimore has typically gone up against Michael Thomas in camp. Yeah. And so we haven't seen Olave against that top, top corner. But if he's going to beat Paulson Adebo, Alante Taylor type, then he's going to beat most corners in the league because those guys are, are starting quality cornerbacks. And, and Olave is making it look easy. Um, and and uh, I, I think he's in line for a fantastic year. We were talking about this uh, with Garland Gillen on Fox 8 yesterday. Like his, his receiving yardage total is like 1,052 and a half or something like that. It seems really high. He had 1,042 last year on seven targets a game. He looks better. Um, Michael Thomas is going to take some of the attention away from him at, at the very least. I, I think he goes over that thousand and fifty-two. I think that's, that's a
0: legitimate number there. I think that that's a great over to be had. Um, Robo must not be a saints fan, either that or he just really goes to sleep every night hating Dennis Allen. By the way, if you want to comment, uh, have your comment or question aired, feel free to type it in the comment section. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube and we'll, Put it up here. Uh, Aints go 7-10, and 10, fire retread coach. I, I just don't get the hate for Dennis Allen. I, I mean, mean, he's, he's, never, he's never really been in it. And look, I got on him a little bit last year because there were some things, and I think it was more Pete Carmichael that upset me than anything. And I'm, I'm going to be open this year. I'm going into the season saying, okay, things didn't go right. I'm going to give him another chance. But as far as Dennis Allen goes, I mean, he's never really been in a situation where he's had a, a chance to win. To me, this is by far going into the season – his best chance to have a winning season and go to the playoff by far of all the season. He's been at a head coach.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, and no question. I mean, it's certainly the most talented team he's ever had. Now, having said that, I think he probably underperformed with the other teams. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I don't remember his Raiders teams super well, uh, that at least the years before Carr got there. Um, yeah. And he was only there for five games. I think when Derek Carr was there. So uh, I, I don't, you know, I don't remember it super well, but he went four and twelve both times. I can't can't imagine that's exceeding expectations. And then last year, well, even with all the injuries and stuff, I wouldn't. I, I don't think anyone would say the Saints met expectations. So, um, he's going to have to meet those expectations, and he's going to have to prove that. Um, can he? Yeah, certainly. Like you said, this is the best team he's had. If they can stay healthy, it's the best quarterback he's had. Um, it, it's the weakest schedule he'll probably ever have as an NFL coach, and so. The, the, everything's lined up for him, but that means you got to go do it.
0: Well, here's a stat, and I'm assuming this guy is uh, – I'm assuming that this is thrown up there to just be kind of silly. What's called stats? I mean, because if you're asking this question, you know what the answer are, is. But if you look at it, he's thrown for 4,000 yards. He did it 4,000 or more yards four years in a row from 18 to 21. Last year was the first year he didn't since 2017 through for 35-22. And he played in 15 games and had some issues towards the end of the season. So I'm not sure where this person is getting at. Go ahead. You can, you can say what you really want to say. Say what, you, say what you think. But there is zero question. Anyone who doesn't think Derek Carr is a major upgrade over anything that this team has had over the past two seasons is living in some weird land. And I might want to go there. I mean, it
1: might be fun to go there for a few days. <laughs> It's like, it's like the guy who didn't, who wanted to be in the matrix. And he was like, I like, I like the way chicken tastes and I like being, um, totally ignorant of the world outside. Me. Uh, n- no, I, I, um, I don't know. I, I think. And, and we talk about this. We have a, a new podcast, by the way, for, for those who listen to Datitude yep. the Saints Insider Podcast, that, we, that we'll do a couple times a week starting out. Ne- next episode's Monday. There's one up there from uh, yesterday, or actually it was Wednesday night. We recorded it. You could check out. It's on podcast platforms. It's on YouTube. Um, and, and we talked about this. Like one area right now where you can say Derek Carr is going to help this team. Luke Johnson, our beat writer, came up with this, um, this stat. How many times? did the Saints score in the final two minutes of the fourth quarter last year? Actually, it's the last two years. Two years running now. How many, many times did they get a touchdown or a field goal in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter?
0: Not many. I don't know the answer, but not many. One time. Wow.
1: One time. And it was against Atlanta in the opener last year. One time.
0: I can tell Their you where car, they could have used it. It could
1: change the whole season if they would have done it against Tampa Bay last year. Yes, it would. I mean, well, look, you could point at three or four different games where it would have changed everything. Uh, Cincinnati was another one. If you could, if you could have won that game, found a way to score some points, right. they had the lead in that game, and, and the offense went to sleep. Uh, Derek Carr leads the NFL in fourth quarter comebacks over the last five years. Uh, you know, and part of that is because he's played for some awful teams and some bad defenses, and he's had to do that. Uh, so he's had more opportunities. This is not to say Derek Carr is the best quarterback in the NFL, uh, but he certainly has the ability to do that if you're in that situation. Um, and so that right there is is. Right away. And if you count the other, the other half of the stat Luke had, the last two minutes, if you count the first half, they actually had, they scored six times over the last two years. Uh, actually, I think it was seven times in the last two minutes of the first half. So a total of eight times they scored, either touchdowns or field goals, in the last two minutes of a half over the last two years. They also turned it over seven times. So eight look. scores and seven turnovers in, the fi- in that two-minute situation. I, I mean, look, if, if you can't improve that, you're not going to win close games. You're not going anywhere.
0: I will eat my words on this show if I have to. But I'm telling you that by the end of the season, there won't be anybody. The only, the only people bitching about Derek Carr at the end of the season will be the squirrels. I mean, that's the only people that will be out there saying bad things about Derek Carr. And maybe Dennis Allen, hopefully, because I can't, I don't know. It's going to be tough to take another year like we had last year. Derek's got a good question here. That, that's not Derek. Ruben says he was there. Derek asked the question, ever since the signing of Jalen Smith yesterday, there's been a debate that he has been better than Anthony Barr. The stats say they are even, even who fits the Saints system more.
1: Good question. Yeah, it is a good question. Um, And I think they're both at the point where you're looking for depth. They're both pretty well-rounded linebackers. Um, You know, one thing I like about Jalen Smith is that even with the, um, the injury history. He's a little bit younger than Anthony Barr. He's 28 and Anthony Barr's 31. And so, you know, if he, if he does bounce back from the injuries and has a good season, and again, if you're the saints, they needed a linebacker. Demario Davis is banged up. Um, but by all accounts, he's going to be fine. But if he's out for an extended period, you're probably in trouble regardless. Uh, you just are counting on this guy to be that third or fourth linebacker and come in maybe in, in, um, you know, in certain situations where you need an extra guy or there's somebody banged up. And, and if he can prove that, he's still only 28 years old. Maybe you have yourself a little bit of a diamond here you found still with a couple of good years left. You can sign him to a two-year deal, and, and you have some real depth going yeah. forward.
0: It's a great segue. And before we move on, because uh, this just goes to the show the thought process of the average fan. They always want to compare what you have to, like, the, the best. I mean, what, what do you think of Carr compared to Mahomes? I mean, really? I mean, what do what do I think of? I don't know, what do I think of Jimmy Garoppolo compared to Tom Brady?
1: I mean, Denny's but, com- well, you, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't want to insult Derek Carr because I think he is a good quarterback, but you're I mean, comparing I mean, someone to the very You don't com- there is. exactly. You, yeah you
0: don't compare those things. that's that's an absurd question to ask. but, but go ahead, we we take any questions on the show. No, it's like it's
1: like okay, if if you have an old beater as a car, um, exactly. and it's not running right and the engine's sputtering and the air conditioner doesn't work quite right and all that and you go out and you're like well here is a fully loaded Honda Civic <laughs> and here's a Lamborghini you'll compare take the Civic
0: compare your 79 Plymouth to the to your 2022 Porsche
1: right oh, right lovely. like it, Derek Carr's probably not the Porsche who, you know the the $500,000 car but he is a, a a you know okay he's not a new car but he's a perfectly it's funny that I chose car. Uh, I I, I know. I I, I did not that. mean to do that. But but um, <laughs> you know, he He's yeah. He's he's the fully loaded Honda Civic who oh. has all the bells and whistles you need and can certainly get you from point A to point B in comfort. Like it's a huge upgrade over what you had. It's it's just not Pat Mahomes.
0: I appreciate the the, the lawn guy coming right before we right while we do the show. So if you hear that in the background, hey, I mean, gotta cut the grass sometime. I it's guess summertime. It is summertime. All right, we got to get to the. The not so good portion of this. And I and I know you're gonna have an answer for me. Okay. I've been this has been bugging me since Bayou Bets a week ago Monday. So I've been talking so four shows on Bayou Bets and Datitude last week. I've talked about this. No one has an answer for me, but I know you're gonna have an answer for me. You're gonna tell me it's not nearly as bad as I think it is. No one is talking about Andres Pete and the injury. And the reason why this is so important to me is because, you know, James Hurst is Might win the job anyway. By all accounts, he's going to win the job. If that happens, great. Okay, James Hurst is the the left guard. But now you're super thin at left tackle because if Trevor Penning doesn't work out, okay, all this. The point is, Andrew Speed has this quadriceps injury, and the Saints just say, oh, he'll be fine. Why are we taking them on their word for this? They have an awful track record for this kind of thing. Why are we just taking them that
1: there's not something more wrong with Andrew Speed than we think? Uh, I mean... Okay, first of all, it's a fair point. Um, Given the Saints' track record, could there be something seriously wrong with him? Yes. Um, But in the preseason, do they have to tell us that? Absolutely not. They don't. Um, So it's it's not that, you know, Dennis Allen gives an injury update at the beginning of his press conference after practice every day during training camp. In fact, he's probably going to give another one here in a half hour. They're practicing at the Superdome this morning. Um, and if there's anything new to note, he will note it, and the reporters see practice, and so they'll see, is Andres Pete off to the side working? Is he there at all? Um, and so, look, I, I think it's a concern. I mean, they, they've they've gone as far, and here's the other part of the Andres Pete thing, Jim, is like, he's not playing that well when he was out there, and they listed, now it's an unofficial depth chart, it's the preseason game one, take it for what you will, uh, but I thought it was pretty eye-opening to see James Hurst listed as a co-starter with Anders Pete on their first depth chart. Anders Pete has started 90 of 95 games in his career.
0: But but do you do you wonder at all? And no one's asked. Again, these are things that, that uh, should be asked. I know they don't want to answer it, and they might dance around it, and they might not answer it anyway. But the fact that he's being listed as a co-starter almost suggests to me, with the contract that Pete has, that he's injured. And this is how we're going to cover this up. We're going to list James Hurst as the co-starter because he's probably going to start there anyway because Andres Pete can't play because he's hurt.
1: Yeah, and Andres Pete's only played 30 games in the last three years anyway. So he's had this issue. Um, I Do I think this is a serious issue? Do I think the Saints think it's a serious issue? No, I don't think they do um, because if they did, I think you'd see that. They, they've brought in running backs and linebackers over the last couple, uh, let's say this week to try to sign some depth and they got Jalen Smith. They have not brought in offensive linemen since exactly. they lost Trey Turner. And so to me, that, that is the sign that the saints are not overly concerned about it right now, because if they were, you'd hear all the stuff about them bringing guys in to try to try to shore up that position. The fan part of me, which, and I'm human, so
0: there is a fan part of me. I'm not going to disguise that in any form or fashion. I'm a lifelong New Orleanian, and I'm going to be 55 in a couple weeks. So, I mean, I'm not going to hide the fact that, of course, I want the Saints to win. But the fan part of me is wondering why, okay, they bring in Kareem Hunt, which is great. You need depth at running back, and that, that's great. He's, he's a, I think he's a very good player. He's going to help this team. Kamara's going to be gone for three games. You'll need him beyond that. If someone gets hurt, he steps in and can actually be a starter if you need him to. You bring in Jalen Smith, you need help with that position, there's no question. That's great. But to me, the number one spot on this team from two weeks ago, even really before Trey Turner got hurt, you bring in Trey Turner for depth, but after he gets hurt, and now we don't know what's going on with Pete, to me this offensive line is one major injury away from being a complete and utter shambles. I don't think that's an exaggeration at all. They were already ranked somewhere around twenty sixth to twenty eighth, depending on where you look. I think PFF has them as twenty eighth. So they're already towards the bottom. They're one Ryan Ramchek injury away from being a complete and utter disaster.
1: Oh, I, I I mean I think their starting unit is okay, kind of kind of what you said. Um, but this is something else we were talking about on on Saints Insider is. Look, Jameis Winston has struggled in camp. There's no no getting around that. He's turned the ball over. He's he's looked indecisive. I mean, all these things. But but part of that is, and I think it might have been Rod Walker brought this up. Part of that is, um, is the second string offensive line just that bad that he's not you know like he's he's working you know it's against the second string defense, but the second string defensive line is way better than the second string offensive line, and they're showing it every day in practice, and so. Um, I, I do think that's an issue. I think it's something to watch out for against the Chiefs on Sunday, like because you're going to see the twos get a lot of time for sure. Can, you know how do they hold up? And the Chiefs aren't going to be playing their starters, or at least not for very long. Um, so how do they hold up against another team's backups? Are they getting roasted? Because then you're right. If that's the situation, and Andres Pete, you know, never gets to be a hundred percent, and Trevor Penning continues to to struggle and pass pro. And Ryan Ramchek, you know, look, he's not getting younger. He's still a solid piece, but he could get hurt. Um, all of a sudden, that's going to look like Swiss cheese in front of Derek Carr, and that—that's not what you want. Because one thing about Derek Carr is, uh, his stats are a lot better when he's protected properly. He's—he's right. he's an elite quarterback when he's not under pressure. He is not anywhere near that when he—that's that, not his strength. Is, is uh performing under that yeah. pass rush. He's had some really
0: bad offensive lines in Oakland and Las Vegas, and that's part of the reason why I think. You know, it ended up being a good thing that he left there. He wanted to go somewhere with a good O-line. And when he came here, it looked like the O-line was going to be a big improvement over last year. And now you have to wonder. Art, by the way, uh, Baker says a man should cut his own grass. When you're 55, fat, out of shape, and it's 99 degrees outside, I don't give a damn. It's worth every cent to have <laughs> someone cut my grass. I mean, look, I don't make a whole lot of money. And there are, you know, there are things that we do spend. We didn't go on vacation this year. I'd rather not go on vacation and have someone cut my grass. That's where I am right now. Derek uh, ask, uh speaking of the Pete situation, does that force us to keep Storm Norton? Because Hurst will re- be replacing Pete. Storm's the only right tackle backup. I mean, really, you look at some of the backups. I mean, some of these we talked about on Bayou Bets last week. Some of these names that I've never heard of are backups at center and backup at left tackle. I mean, good Lord.
1: Nick Salivari is listed as a backup at guard. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I don't know if it's Storm Norton, but you got to keep somebody. You either have to keep him or go out and get somebody. I don't think Storm Norton, and I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I've, I've watched a bunch of his practice reps, but I think as a backup, the guy, um, you know, he's, he played quite a bit for a pretty good offensive line with the Chargers. He started 15 games two years ago. Uh, you could do worse as a backup right there. I mean, I, I don't think you want him playing week in and week out, but I, I don't know that that's my number one spot of concern.
0: Well, I'm with you that I think that uh, if there's something that I'm going to be watching on Sunday more than anything, it's going to be how that number two offensive line uh, holds up or plays because they're probably going to play two quarters um, and you're going to see a whole lot of them throughout this preseason and you're going to learn a lot because there's a good chance that these number two guys are going to get plenty of playing time. It's not something you want, but it's probably something that's going to happen. Uh, so going forward, that's what we'll see. All right, before we uh, we go, and we want to end the show with, uh, I had my last week Larry Holder helped me talk about my predictions of the NFC West. This week we were doing the AFC West, and I'm going to get your opinion on that in just a minute. Before we get to that part and, and close it out for the day, I do want to talk about Jeff Duncan had column slash story uh, this week about training camp potentially moving. Um, and, again, I know we're sitting here complaining about this heat, but the fact is that they're playing inside. I mean, they're, they're, they're practicing inside for the most part. My thing is this, and here's what, if it's just one year, fine. got to do whatever you got to do. But there are a couple reasons why I think training camp is better served here in the New Orleans area, at least. It doesn't necessarily have to be at Saints camp, but I think it, where it's better served to be somewhere in southeast Louisiana. If you look at their record, which is the most important thing, and I, I talked about this on Bayou Betch yesterday. Their winning percentage since the Sean Payton era started in 2006 is somewhere along the lines of uh, 53, 54 percent during the regular season. They do have the one Super Bowl that kind of skews that. It's really somewhere around 500 if you take that season out. But they did win the Super Bowl. The year they won the Super Bowl, they they trained in Oxnard, California. However. If you look at their winning percentage for years that they've trained in Southeast Louisiana, it is, I think it's 63 64%, including two NFC Championship games and seven playoff appearances. So, yeah, it sucks to be in this heat. It sucks for everybody. I mean, I'm talking about not cutting my own grass. But if you're an athlete, I think you're better served in the long run to be practicing here. I, I know that's not the thought process by yeah. some people.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's an element, too, of of team bonding when you go out and you travel and you stay in the same spot for three weeks. And You, you know, the, the guys from the 2021 team after Hurricane Ida kind of named that as a reason why, you know, they thought that going to Dallas to evacuate kind of led to some team bonding. Of course, that team ended up not being all that good. I don't know if there's a huge competitive advantage either way. It's it's hard to say. I mean, you, you you could you could come up with some reasons why it's better to be in the heat. You could come up with some reasons why it's better to kind of be bonding. I, I do think guys prefer to be in their own beds with their families. Yeah. Um, they didn't even stay like sometimes they'll stay at a hotel even in the New Orleans area for the first week or two of camp. They did not do that this year, and I th- I, I have to imagine. I mean, if it was me. I I would like to stay with my family and be at my own home every night. So I I think there's advantages and disadvantages to both. The the bottom line is, first of all, they're going to have to go somewhere else next year because they're renovating the cafeteria, which is next to the indoor practice facility. So we know they'll go somewhere next year. Um, And then it may just depend on how next year goes, quite honestly. Like now we're looking at 2025. Okay. Is Dennis Allen still the coach? Um, Where did they go in 2024? How did it go? Did they, you know, did they appreciate, um the lodging where they were, the, the weather where they were, the accommodations. I mean, did all of that stuff work out well? Is it something they'd want to go back to again? So it's an interesting situation where they're going to do a trial run for it next year somewhere, and we'll see how it goes. I, I did think it was funny. Dennis Allen, who who doesn't like to reveal anything in a in a press conference setting, he and he didn't really want to talk on this either, but he did say one thing that he knows is they're not going to Millsaps College in Jackson. That was the one place he eliminated off the bat. Like I can tell you where it's not going to be is it's going to be Millsaps College, which makes sense because then you're going two hours up the road or three hours up the road to be in more heat and worse conditions. Like I don't, I don't know why you do something like I mean, that. It's still pretty hot in Jackson. I mean, yeah, if you're, you're going to go somewhere, yeah, go to Greenbrier or whatever. Go to Greenbrier. Go to Oxnard. Go go somewhere. And, and Jeff Duncan mentioned go somewhere where you know, maybe you can put your own stamp on it. Maybe you don't want to go uh, where, uh, you know, this. Jeff Duncan before.
0: old like me and just doesn't, he wants to go off somewhere where it's cool in August as well. I mean, that, that to, to me, and I, and I'm, I, I, I'm halfway kidding, but I think our, I think our writers probably wouldn't mind if they were somewhere where it got down in the sixties at night and our budget would, free. but our writers, yeah, <laughs> our budget would definitely not be happy about that. I just, you know, I think it's, it's overblown. And, you know, another reason, you talk about team bonding, you can find other ways to bond with your team. But to me, I mean, what about the fans? The fans, look, whenever they do get a chance to practice outside, look, this summer is, is just weird, okay? This is not a normal, typical New Orleans summer. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. It's hot every summer, and I hate summer. I've hated summer since I was a kid. I hate it when it's hot. But this this summer is so unusual It's becoming probably the worst summer of any of our lifetimes, as far as heat goes. So it's it's not something that you're going to see every year. So you can't use this summer as an example. And I, you know, well they got hurricanes. You know, you got all kinds of stuff everywhere. So I mean, to me, but the fans deserve a chance to see their team. If you go practice somewhere else, they're not going to get that chance.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I think that the answer to that is is some something of a hybrid model. We saw the Cleveland Browns do it this year the browns went to Greenbrier for, i think it was 9 days and then they came back home and had some practices for the fans i think if you do that you you go to camp for the first 2 weeks which are you know kind of those long grueling practices when guys are just getting into shape um, and then you come home around the week of the first preseason game like this time and then Maybe. you have those those you know you do four a hybrid. Or six open yeah. practices and, so. and that way you, you know you're not in the heat for as long but you do get acclimated to the heat you are using this this facility you've got that taxpayers paid for, um, and you've uh, you've got some some opportunities for the fans to see the team, too. I mean, Jerry says he loves summer. We'll
0: take fall, winter. I'll take winter. Winter in New Orleans? I'll take winter in New Orleans uh, 12 months out of the year. That's how, I mean, that's where I'm at. And I live falls. on the North Shore where it's colder. I mean, the fall's fall okay, but fall's like, it's still here. I mean, I remember, this, I mean, Halloween's a crapshoot. It could still be. 87 and mosquitoes and nasty and I'm,
1: I'll take yeah. when October November not early fall but like October November into December that's that's the the best conditions well,
0: right there. I don't want Chicago winter I want New Orleans winter 12 months out of the year not gonna happen but hey I, a, a guy can dream all right let's move on before we finish the show I want to get your thoughts on my um, my predictions on the AFC West I think we do have one more comment uh, before oh, Ruben says it's Better than a hurricane? I don't know, man. It's they're talking about a hundred and one, and I live on the, the north. Yeah, no,
1: Ruben's right. Ruben's I'm I'm with Ruben on that. I don't know. Maybe like a little weak, a weak, hurricane? a little weak hurricane. Okay, uh, all right. But but I'm I just last yeah. year was glorious because we didn't even have to worry about it once. I'll take yeah. that every year.
0: I, to, I don't give me some rain, and I hate. I don't like rain either. See, just complaining about. I just like to complain. You're right. I, I don't know what's going on with me. Maybe it's just it's, it's August. It's the dog days of summer. Let's get to September and let's get to real football on our real schedule. It's coming up. It's coming up. month from yesterday, Tennessee Titans in town. All right, um, AFC West, uh, we are going through our NFL team-by-team previews today. The Chargers ran this morning. Uh, moving on to the NFC East next week. I'm sure everybody wants to hear about the Cowboys and the Eagles and what I think about them. But uh, this is week number three. In my previews this 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 week, I, I have a tempered thought of Kansas City, and I still have them number one because I think the Chargers are going to do what the Chargers have been doing. Um, I think the Broncos are a year away from Sean Payton taking full effect. I'm not sure what Russell Wilson's going to do, and I think the Raiders are just going to be awful. So get your take on the AFC West and what you see there. And, again, the Defendant uh, Chiefs coming in town, but I think they're going to more than they missed Tyreek Hill last year, I think they're going to miss the fact that they don't have Juju and that they don't have McColl Hardman. I think losing both of those guys and the fact that Kelsey is now going to be 34 years old, I think that might be end up being a little problem for them.
1: Yeah, well, and with the Chiefs, the other part of this is, you know, it's week seven and they're playing in Denver. And I, I haven't looked at the schedule. I'm just, yeah. you know, and, and the Broncos are super pumped up for this game and KC goes in at four and two and they're like, well, we could lose this game and we'll just go on a run later. Like we always do. I mean, you know, like not saying that that's exactly what they'll consciously think, but is the motivation going to be there on the same level as it is for these other teams? Um, and so I, I do think I, I kind of like what you have here. I mean, I, I love to disagree with you, you know, that, but well, there's um, your, you wanted to see the
0: chief schedule. There it is.
1: Yeah. Okay. So what that's, I that was pretty close. Actually, that's week eight at yeah. Denver. Um,
0: you know, um, week six home we, against Denver. You said week six. They were, they're home on a Thursday night against Denver. So,
1: so I, I could see Kansas city losing a couple more games than they did last year. Having said that, like, look, the quarterback is the difference maker. Um, I think Justin Herbert, I still think he's going to take a star turn. I think he was playing hurt most of last year. Um, and so I do, I do think that if, if another team wins this division, it's the chargers, Um you know, I, I think you just the love Raiders Brandon Staley. Uh, look, I, I think you could bump each each of the top three teams here up by a game and knock the Raiders down three games. I think the Raiders might be really bad. Um, the Raiders might like, be really bad. Look, they have it's a not. It, they have a brutal schedule, by the way. It's not well, it, it and and look, they lost Eric Carr and they brought in Jimmy Garoppolo. Kind of, it was, it was a weird thing. Like they brought him in and then remember that he kind of like yes. there was questions whether he failed his physical. Yes, and they delayed I the press conference like a week. And then he right. comes out, and then, oh, no, 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 everything's fine. Nothing to see here. And you're like, well, there was something to see there. Something's going on. So is Jimmy Garoppolo even going to be healthy? Uh, they, you, you know, part of the reason I think they got rid of Carr is because Josh McDaniel really liked, um, I'm blanking on his name, the kid from Auburn who was who played the last two games uh, after oh, Carr. Oh, uh, Stidham. Jared Stidham, yeah. Uh, and then Stidham left. Stidham up and yeah. left. So they don't even, like, the, there was these rumors that McDaniels wanted um, – You know, Jerry Stidham was his hand-picked guy, and he was going to be the successor to Derek Carr, and then he left. And then they had to go and sign Jimmy Garoppolo, the weird physical thing. Um, uh, And then they didn't just sign him. They signed him to a a four-year, 74-and-a-half-million-dollar contract. Devontae Adams, who's clearly the best player, is like these cryptic quotes about how he doesn't agree with the direction of the franchise and how he would do things differently. Like, that's not what you want, man. Aiden O'Connell's going to be the quarterback of this team in two years, by the way. There is a... A, a decent chance, I mean, like better than one-third chance that the bottom completely falls out well, of Vegas. look, and,
0: and before we go, I know, you know we're, we're getting close to the time where we need to sign off here, but look at this schedule. They are set up to where they could easily, I could see them starting 0-6 easily, or 1-5 for sure. I mean, at Denver, at Buffalo, I mean, to me, those are two losses.
1: What's I mean- the easiest game on that schedule? At Indy, at Chicago, maybe yeah, Indy. Yeah, at it's Chicago, at Giants Indy. at home, maybe like I mean, but this is like a, a
0: potentially
1: a a three, four,
0: five win kind of schedule.
1: Yeah, I we mean, don't know how brutal. good Green Bay is going to be. Maybe Green Bay at home is, a, but but like t- to your point, the schedule I mean, is brutal, and and there's a chance that this team, especially if they do, and they know their bye week till December. Yeah, like, like I think there's a chance where. I don't want to say we're, like, on 0-17 watch or anything, but I think this is absolutely a team that could have the number one pick next year. You know, maybe I'll put five. five so that's my, that's my strong take is the Raiders are going to be awful. And I think, I think you could see, like, the Raiders go 3-14 and 14 and then bump a couple of these other teams up a game, and the Chiefs go 12-5 and five and the Chargers go 11-6 and six or something. Like, I, yeah. I, could, I could see that. I never looked, but I
0: need to go to Sport Track and look because what, I wonder how much money of that for Jimmy G is guaranteed.
1: They easily could be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Yeah, if I had to pick three teams for the Caleb Williams sweepstakes right now, it'd be, it'd be Vegas, Arizona, and Tampa Bay.
0: Can, can you explain to me, though, why they have six primetime games? That makes no sense whatsoever. How many I mean, of those are Thursdays? Just one? Uh, just one is a Thursday. I mean, they have two Monday night games, two Sunday night games, and well, neither one of the Sunday night games are flex potential. That last – I mean, you can't flex the Kansas City game either because it's a Christmas, so they're not going to flex that either. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it doesn't Um, make any sense. Jerry says he's looking at the rate of schedule. They'll be eliminated in December. I think they're going to be eliminated before then. I mean, probably you can't probably officially be eliminated until December, but,
1: man. Yeah, I I think they're a franchise that they have sort of kind of like the Cowboys or the Giants. Like, people will watch them no matter what because they just have that fan base. Um, but, yeah, I, I just don't see this team being good. Well,
0: and I know part of it, too, is that media loves to go to Vegas, kind of like they go to like to go to New Orleans. But, I mean, look at the Saints' schedule. Saints only have three primetime games and two of them are
1: on a Thursday. You know what so. the best thing about that schedule is, Jim, as the Saints' editor? There are no 325
0: games. 325
1: games I know. I agree. They're I the worst for, for newspaper deadlines and everything because it's, it's a lot later than you think when those games are over. You'll love this
0: as we're about to sign off here. Ruben says, football is a lot harder compared to soccer because the ball is not round.
1: Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Man. Did, uh, um, <laughs> That's I was sweating out my Spain go. Women's World Cup bet last night. They, the, the, the Spaniards survived. You watching uh, Burnley and Man City? Premier I League opener this man. afternoon? Uh, well, I might. Maybe I'll put it on. I'm probably going to be watching golf,
0: though. But I will say this. I have just not been able to watch any, and I
1: mean any, women's world cup it just i mean I, the games just, are on at ridiculous times i mean it, i watched the game last night because it was the last game that would be on like well bad. i'm not sleeping so i was like i'm gonna watch this one and it was a good game because it was on at 8 p.m and like every other game is either i think 2 30 a.m or 5 30 a.m it's like i maybe right. in a 5 30 a.m game and when i get up i can watch if it's goes to pks or something i'll catch the end of it but
0: well, before Jerry says weeks five to eighteen, they flex. I don't think five is when the flex. They did starts. expand
1: the flex. I don't think it's uh, five. I don't, I don't remember. Think it's that early. Yeah,
0: but either way, they're not gonna they're not gonna change a Christmas game. I can tell you that right now. Um, you can flex. You can flex all you want. You're not flexing Christmas. You're not gonna take somebody off of a Christmas okay. game when they've already prepared for it and put somebody else on it that doesn't want to do.
1: No, that. I agree with that. They did. They did change this though. Sunday night football can be used up to twice between weeks five and ten. And any week between weeks eleven and seventeen, Monday night football it can be used any weeks between twelve and seventeen. Okay. Thursday night football any weeks or it can be used up to twice between thirteen and seventeen, which okay, includes so Saints. Most of the Rams flex Monday is Monday. not until the end. Uh, yes, Saints and Rams is a Thursday night game in that window, though, and I wouldn't be surprised to see that one moved. From
0: oh, let's say Then you'd have your three twenty-five game.
1: And, well, and and that's a Thursday night game. It's like December twenty-first, and so uh, you know you wait. You flex that thing and now you're playing on Christmas Eve again.
0: Or oh, so, it's great uh, games are fun because hey, he's run.
1: right. I'm sure they're fun for the fans. I, I actually like the three o'clock window as a fan better too, but uh mm. when you're covering the game they're they're a pain.
0: I don't even remember the last time I went to a game as a fan. It's been a while. Um so but anyway. All right, Zach. Well, uh how are you enjoying the new gig, you you miss us, don't you? I mean we we didn't even talk about the minus three and the over under thirty seven and a half. Not that
1: we should be betting the season uh, you know, or anything. I'm still a degenerate at heart. I'm just not yeah. going to bet Saints anything because you know I'm covering the team. That wouldn't be uh, that wouldn't be really objective. Be prudent if I'm in that on the Yeah, so I'm not I'm not betting I'm um, not betting any Saints games. I'm still a DJing at heart, and I'll still uh, i I'll, I'll still keep my eye on uh, what y'all are doing on value bets.
0: Yeah, well, I don't have any problem betting on or against the Saints. Uh, have, again, Saints preview is not till September the eighth. I got a little while to figure out what's going on there, but. And I got to be honest. I have no idea, no idea what I'm picking for Saints. If you if you sat me down and forced me to pick right now, I really don't know what I would pick. I might just pick out of a hat at the moment.
1: I have no are you idea. Talking about for for uh, the opener or for their win no, total? just over under for their win total. Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm going under. You are. Um, okay, but I'm. I think nine and eight. I, you know, like I don't think. I think nine and a half is about right. They're but pretty again, much
0: with, nine almost everywhere except for Caesars.
1: Yeah, I, I'm. I think nine and eight, and I think nine and eight wins the division. But um, I, I don't,
0: I don't. I, I think that, I think that Carolina's gonna surprise people. I think that's the value. Take, Car- yeah, I mean, I'm me, not, I'm not saying Carolina is gonna win the division, but I think there's major value on Carolina. And I, again, I'm giving spoiler alerts. That is one I, thing I, that I do like right now. I think Carolina's gonna be a lot better.
1: I Atlanta you, is my pick if if the Saints okay. don't win.
0: Well, no one's picking Tampa Bay, so that's probably who it'll be. But no. I I ain't betting on Baker Mayfield. Sorry. I mean, just can't do it. All right, Zach. Well, uh, try to stay out of the heat. We love what you're doing. We you got the new podcast, Inside Saints. It can be found wherever podcasts are. Just like Datatude, you can pretty much go wherever you you find your podcast. Apple, Google, Spotify. It's it's all over,
1: right? Yep, it, it's everywhere. And we've done about three episodes. Only one of them is actually up on podcast. We had some audio okay. problems the first two. And so we didn't put them up. But uh, Monday will be the next episode, Monday afternoon, and um, we'll, uh, we'll we'll roll from there.
0: Okay. And also uh, with the Saints, Luke uh, is posting like a little two-, three-minute update every day. That's pretty cool as well. On uh, And you can find that noah.com slash saints. Uh, that's where he posts that. Or on the Saints YouTube page or a couple, maybe wherever you find these podcasts. As well.
1: Yeah, the Saints uh saints on nola.com YouTube page is, is the the easiest place and then we're posting them on on slash sports slash saints like you said. So, uh the little 2-minute drill re- really good stuff from Luke. I mean, it's it's just it the really one is. thing you need I to enjoy know. It. Like because camp can be overwhelming. Even if you're out there watching and you know what you're watching for, it can be kind of overwhelming because so many things are happening. And then, oh, the ones are out there now. The twos are out there now. The threes are out there. What just happened? What are they doing? That you know. And and Luke is is a veteran at this now. He's he's able to look at it and say, okay, here's what stuck out to me today. If if you want to know one thing, here's what it is. So th- those are really cool.
0: Okay, I can't uh, I can't cover the game Sunday because I have some other. Uh, Obligations here. It's it's some little girl's twelfth twelfth birthday weekend. Oh, um, that's important. But well, some can can uh, you as the boss? Can you get someone to ask between now and Sunday night? Can someone ask any kind of question though any way they want about Andrew any I, If
1: any no kind one of else does
0: want? it, Jim, I'll do it for you. I know you will. See, I knew you would do that for me. It's just bugging. It's really bugging me. I don't care how you word it whatever it can be you know a, a, a softball it can be a question that we know they're gonna, not going to give you an answer to
1: they're probably not going to give an answer but that is no excuse not to ask it you're 100 percent right about that. there you go
0: thank you zach ewing and uh, we miss you miss you we'll have you on bayou bets at some point in the near future absolutely all right well glad they have zach on did he make me feel better about where we are now i'm, I'm, I'm still not getting an answer really I mean, I guess kind of, sort of. And look, here's the thing. They're not going to answer anything. That's the Saints' MO, and it has been for, forever. They don't answer the questions. I mean, I feel like sometimes I'm, like, talking. I'm in the press room of the White House. I mean, that's how they answer the questions. I mean, they don't. No one does. No, I mean, I think the last question answered in a White House briefing room probably was, like, I don't know. Fifty years ago, who knows? It's the same in the in the, in the Saints uh, interview room after practices or games. They don't they don't say anything. Sometimes they're absolutely worthless. Anyway, Saints Chiefs on Sunday. The Saints, if you're interested, are three point favorites. You know, I don't bet on preseason football unless I'm like super bored, and then it's only like ten or twenty bucks and I mean I got to be super bored and I'm going to watch this game because I have absolutely nothing else to do which is very unusual because I always have something else to do that being said if I were going to bet this might be the game to bet on the Chiefs and I'm going to tell you why because all this o-line stuff that we talked about with Zach couldn't you see like this the second team o-line guys and there's going to be they're going to be playing plenty just get destroyed by the second team Defensive line of the Kansas City Chiefs? Uh, I think it's possible. I also bet the under if I had to, which is 37.5. So if you were forcing me to pick, and I'm not betting, so I'm just telling you, I'm not using my own money, so go forward with it the way you will. I would take the Chiefs plus three and the under 37.5. Oh, man. Oh, man. I was really super positive this show, huh? I was happy about a lot of things. A happy, happy, joy, joy kind of show. Uh, but I tell you what, we are going to end this show. And, we, you know, for those of you that are new to Datitude, and if, you, if you're new to this show and you made it an hour and seven minutes, man, you're a masochist. You're awesome. I want to be friends with you, dude, or lady, or whatever. Email me at com. We're going to do this every Friday, I promise, the rest of the calendar year. Uh, but we're going to end this, song, this, this show, we, we like to end the show on, with a song that kind of relates to whatever we're talking about that day or whatever is going on in the world or whatever is going on here at home in New Orleans. Today, it's uh, a singer who's no longer with us, but he is part of my favorite band ever. And I don't know that I've ever said that on this show. My favorite band ever is the Eagles, and their lead singer, for the most part, for almost, you know, however, four decades or whatever. They took a little break there. Glenn Frey. When you think of Glenn Frey, if you were thinking about this time of year, what song would you think about? That's right. The heat is most certainly on, boys and girls. When is it going to end? I was watching... Uh, again, the news, I said it earlier, again, I'm not going to say the, the station that I was watching. People take things the wrong way. I love that red and pink. 101 degrees. It could be, I said last week it was going to be the hottest weekend of the year. Well, I might be wrong. This is going to be right up there, especially if we get that 101 and 101. They don't tell you that uh, the temperature gauges, by the way, are completely different in at the airport, which is where they they don't even acknowledge Audubon Park anymore. I don't even know if the temperature gauges still exist at Audubon Park. But I'm going to go on a, like a, a 20 second tangent here. They don't tell you that the temperature gauges at the airport are no longer in. They're, they're new gauges, by the way, over the past. They changed them about three, four years ago. And they're not in the same place that they used to be. They're more exposed to the sun. So, you know what happens when you stick a temperature gauge that's more exposed to the sun? Yeah, it's hotter. It and it's even in the winter, like it doesn't get as cold. If you notice this, like it's, yeah, it's in a different place. Of course, it's hot. Anyway, we'll try to stay cool. Cool breezes. Try to enjoy the Saints preseason game for what it's worth. And uh, who knows? Maybe next week we will truly be super happy. I have no idea who my guess is. But I'm going to find the most positive person I can find. We're going to put him on the show, and that's how it's going to be. Hope you have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next Friday. Peace and love, my friends.